That means one thing. It is John Redfern's birthday. Oh my gosh, we're not doing this. <laughs> it is not my birthday when they're listening to this. But it is when we're recording. Oh my gosh. Man, y'all are happy terrible. birthday. Thank you. Well done. Thank you, well Colson. Done. That welcome. Ridiculous. I apologize I to that. anybody who is driving or <laughs> performing a serious Three, operation. Three, a cup of coffee. Who just poured, poured coffee all over their lap. <laughs> Did Paul just said performing an important operation? Yeah, yeah right. picturing Todd Robbie in the middle of someone's back <laughs> surgery. <laughs> Sir, listening uh, to our podcast. That's be, what Robbie I'd be, does. I'd be honored. <laughs> yeah, I'd be honored. Exactly. <laughs> and and I would also be horrified. I had a little bit that. concerned and a little surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the man's got a multitask. Yeah. That's exactly go. right. Oh go. my gosh, <laughs> John, how are you feeling this morning on this your day of birth? I I mean I feel like an adult. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Finally, to work. Finally, <laughs> finally, I feel like an adult. Well, you should tell you should tell them what you told me when I turned thirty last month. This month. Oh yeah. Well, I was. I didn't mean this towards you. See? <laughs> Colson has taken this very uh, personally. I I just thought it was a. Fu- I thought it I was, was like funny. when I turned when I was in my thirties. Like nah, when I was in my thirties, like that was not yesterday. Um, <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when I was like Colson's age. <laughs> 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I thought of people in their 20s as adults. Now I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. but, I feel so, the same way about people who are 40. <laughs> wow. Okay. Lucky. Well, 40 is the new 20, man. 40 is the new 14. 40 is the new 14. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, well, there so, you go. But, but that was, that's I what feel John less said. like John an adult now. Final, John, you're an adult. Or he said, Colson, you're an adult now to me. I'm like, <laughs> right. finally. I did not say he that. Did, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. But anyway, wow. all jokes aside, John, anyway, oh, that was good. I'm so grateful that now I'm going to get. Never mind. Yep. Thanks so, for bringing attention to me. You're welcome. Colson, you're welcome. You. I know it's what you want. So yeah. that's right. Exactly. You're the guy that tells the waitress that it's his birthday. I do not do that. <laughs> this is the equivalent it's Maggie's of, birthday. This is the equivalent yeah. of sitting on a saddle in Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> no. So I don't, my, I don't know if my mom listens to this, but yeah. she surprises me with stuff periodically. But um she was the one who would tell people that it was my birthday when it wasn't. <laughs> so that we could get I guess we could get free, free stuff. Free but things. there was a girl named Terry Joe Box who we were on a trip together, a choir trip together. She also has red hair. And my mom convinced the waitress that we were twins, and it was it was and it was our birthday. Not neither of which was true. It was neither of our birthdays, and nor were, were twins. we twins. And so she was like, "Were you old enough to think it was funny?" Oh, I was like seventeen. <laughs> yes. Oh my like, gosh. She was like, "So were you old up. enough to think it was funny?" <laughs> I was just old enough to not think it was. Yeah, funny. there you go. <laughs> No, it was fine. It was fine. Oh, it was, I just didn't it was know a good if it prank. was like, yeah, there were five, and he was like, I never knew when my birthday was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's that my would birthday? Be... She's my sister? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what have you not been telling exactly. me? Exactly. So oh, my anyway, gosh. Oh, she's man. a pretty famous, uh, at least local, country western star now. Terry, really? Terry Joe Box. Yep. Oh, great. She's With got the name Terry Joe Box, yeah, you'd think you think she would have made you... it big in Nashville. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's got everything going for her. I don't know why she's... I don't know what the difference is nowadays, literally between being good and hitting it big, but mm. um, she's in that has hit it semi big. I think I, I may be even wrong. Maybe she, like I know country western, she could be number one on the charts, and I wouldn't know it. So I, I feel I, like, probably I feel like I could see y'all being siblings. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just like the 
Yeah, it's oh, it's, like, it's totally it's viable. Like way off. No, no, it was believe and even more believable at oh, seventeen. <laughs> this is a really oh, blurry bet, photo. Yeah. That's even even more <laughs> believable. But yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yep. Oh man, well I I took us way off track. Yeah, Not you did. Not at all. You didn't. That's perfect. Um, you, that's on track. Mm. It's a track we needed to be. Yeah, on. Hey, go. welcome to the in between. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, I have a dessert. I have a, I have a candy bar that got left. For the staff, and so I grabbed it and thought we would do it as a oh, taste. This is like during, like a Christmas, so it's been <laughs> like a month. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it's dark chocolate, so you'll uh-huh. so even our non non chocolate chocolate people shouldn't people. hate it. Okay, that's that's Paul, by the way, for anybody who's yeah doesn't uh, know our listeners listening. should know. Nice catch, Thanks. our so listeners. So this is our, this is the fruit. So here, this is our food. Taste test. This is the. What does it have in it? Looks like all. It's else. the chocolate XOXO fruit nut medley in dark chocolate. Oh, okay. fruit nut medley. Just making sure that those are actual nuts and not you know, whatever grew on it since whatever Christmas. grew on it since Christmas. Well, it was just opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone like everything do- else, dark chocolate. Yeah, one of the Tastes girls kind of on the staff like really likes dark chocolate, and I cannot remember which one. it's like Carly or Kim. Unless someone or... in here wants it, I will happily take that to the. It's not bad. The fruit really part was it. really good. I didn't There's get any fruit? fruit. Yeah, I didn't get fruit, but I did. Well, the fruit I got made that. But was, yep. But yeah, I got nut. Anyway. <laughs> Have you brought it? Whoever you are, thank you very much. No, I thought you thanks. got that. I thought you got that from your um, from your kids at Venture. Oh, you're right. You're right. That was that was wow. One. How impressed did you remember that? But yes, that's true. I may, he's in his well, 30s. Exactly. He still <laughs> yeah. remembers things. Yes. Well, I will not lie. There have been a few times I've walked by that candy bar <laughs> in the morning after, and I haven't had breakfast and I've thought about it. I was like, he wouldn't miss that. I would certainly not. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way he's going to know if he. Oh, I see. It may food. have there's been. Craisins. You know what it is? I think it was one of the Pace Boys who may have given it to me. Oh, mm. great. But so overlap. I'm not sure. So it's that overlap. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like all the rest Thank of you. my life. Well, thanks, guys. Yep. Whoever did. If you're out there, thank you very much. So wait, um, there's a poem inside of it. That's oh, kind of a nice touch. Oh, Robert Frost poem. That's sweet. Not gonna read that? it. No. Okay. Yep. Hey, yeah, Paul, okay. you did a great job oh, last good. Sunday. Excellent. I agree. That was <laughs> I was gonna say, Paul, way to go. Thank it was you. really good. Um, and I really like after. For those of you that listen to the sermon, after we talked, I was actually like, "Yeah, it's gonna be good. We're just gonna hit like three of yeah. them, and it'll be fine." And then that to would hear three percent, three out of ten, three out of ten, three out of ten, three percent. It's great, good math. I, I totally accepted that as truth during yeah. the first service and was like, "Wait, hold that's on, thirty <laughs> percent." Yeah, you know, <laughs> quick math. Wait, wait a minute. Like when he said it again, I was like, "Wait, wait, that's not thirty. <laughs> Hang on, the whole room's I'm like." Three percent. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm surprised your Paul nephew said it. It's true. It like, oh. yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> exactly. No, he didn't say a Hebrew word wrong. He was. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Yep, I, that cracked me. Up oh I was, man. It's like, wait, wait a whole minute. Room. That's exactly how how the false teachers get away yes. with. They just That's say they stuff, just say, and everyone's like, it. oh yeah, yeah okay. say it with confidence. Oh, oh, how many was, people wrote in their notes? Three percent. Oh, I was talking to Cheryl Bailey the other day. Anybody she, wrote that? She went to the church service at her mom's assisted living. And she said, you know, they have a a, a, a resident there who's a, a pastor who mm-hmm. teaches. And she said, he was teaching them how the three wise men were in the tomb. <laughs> and she was like, she she just kept going, the three wise men? How? So she like, she went to the management and was like, hey, you can't let this guy 
be doing this. But she said everybody else was saying amen. And she was like, are you kidding me? So it's Stop hilarious. It. Proud of you, Cheryl Bailey. Anyway, but Paul, I, I wonder if... Now I want to do a sermon that figuratively <laughs> puts the three yeah. wise men in the yeah. How were they there? Because they brought the myrrh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. Yep. See, that was... So they were represented in the tomb by the myrrh. It's like they were there. All, anyway. th- all three of them. All three, exactly. Oh, no. Because we don't actually know how many there were. Did you catch it? In my fingers. Boy, you're amazing. All right. Um, so this week, community stuff. We're doing um, Devoted Sunday. Devoted Sunday. Um, Several baptisms I know about. Really? Do we know how many we have? Do you know? No, because I haven't heard that yet. I, I heard that there were only um, two, maybe four. Uh, I heard we're doing um, them outside. Family dedications. That's not true. Um, family dedications, but I don't, I don't know about baptism. So, I'll send a text. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that Kim knows. Yep. We got the uh, deacons signing up for their spots. Mason Starnes actually even made a like diagram for like for communion. Si- yeah, for signing up for where you're going to start communion. Wow! So I was like, way to go, Mason! <laughs> wow. Get on it, bud. I thought they were all we signing up to get baptized. Four baptisms, two in each service. Okay. Nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. That'll be perfect. So we can talk about those things, and then I'm going to be talking about it, which will be perfect because I'm introducing another, though not so sacred, community activity, which is raising money. Raising money. Um, mm. it's, so, it's sacred, Chris. I was, you know what's interesting? We make it It's sacred. interesting to look at different passages about raising money and and how you do that in a church and why that's significant. And I don't know why it always, like it, I always forget about Paul traveling around mm-hmm. the churches in Macedonia raising money, raising money. Uh-huh. for the church in Jerusalem and how completely appropriate and biblically modeled and, and everything that is. Like there's no, it, it, because it's not like, and here's the chapter on love and here's the chapter on faith and here's the chapter on Fundraising. raising money in the church or giving that it's like, it's, it's just wild that way. So to do the, um, it's just spread all throughout. I mean, he references it all over. My favorite though is the uh, fundraiser that the Hebrews did where they um, got enslaved for 400 years. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. when they were released, they raised, you know, they basically took they, all uh, the money. pillaged Egypt, at, mm-hmm. but at the Egyptians' choice. Yeah. The Egyptians gave them things to make them go yeah. away and stay away. So, you know, the the option here is we raise <laughs> yeah. money like Paul teaches us how to raise money. Or you pay us to leave. Or, <laughs> or we take out a loan, which is... We're enslaved for 400 <laughs> years, and then we get the money. Sorry, I'm not really connecting those two things. <laughs> It sounded like you it, were. But it's certainly more similar than the other one. But so oh, talking about that and what it is to raise money as a community, I was I was intrigued. You guys are gonna see the video. Oh, you guys saw, you guys saw part of the video the other day. I love. I hope you didn't cut the the Steve Dement line about. I wish we were in a capital campaign. No, all the that's time. definitely staying mm-hmm. in there. I was like, that's. I mean, the first time we showed that with the, with the family at the families at my house for uh-huh. our practice pay center dinner, they all laughed at that line right. because that's like, the first thing he said when you sat down. That's right. Yeah. And like, it, probably the people listening to this don't know what we're talking about. Oh, they yeah, will soon. They yeah. will soon. 
We're we're moving into the cap in a, to a capital campaign. Well, the but that's a good the point. video that they're talking about is this video that's helping to explain the capital campaign, mm. right? And Steve Dement uh, sits down at it, and he's like, "Man, I wish we were in a capital campaign all the time." Yep. Because it engages people. They're like, how can I be involved and stuff? And it I was unifies like, everybody. I heard him say that on the video the first time that Colson showed it to me. I was like, what? I know. Are you talking about? This is a guy who just got done with a massive yeah. capital campaign at Brookhill, tens Brook of millions Hill. of dollars. And, and just, you know, I, I laughed when I heard it because of the amount of work, you know, that we're having to put into this one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, please, please, no. But, <laughs> At the same time, that's that was just it was just a great, yeah, so positive yeah. reminder that this this is not a, a necessary evil, which this is my need temptation. To be pulling teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I want to treat it like that, like this mm-hmm. is a necessary evil, and because mm-hmm. I'm like I want to get back to First Samuel, enough mm-hmm. back to First Samuel, and mm-hmm. I just realizing okay, that's enough about me. Let's mm-hmm. this this is a, a thing to unify that unifies mm-hmm. a church that gets people excited and engaged and all those things and asking questions and all that. Yeah, and did you notice in, um, and I know this is whatever, but uh, the last prayer that, that Paul um, talked about of Jesus, like the the amount of that prayer that is talking about unity. Yes. I mean. Mm. Almost like he knew. Almost like he knew. <laughs> How hard that was going to be. Um, That's oh, cool. Golly, it's just, anyway. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. So the two, these factors of, I'm going to just, you know, have obviously shorter time this Sunday preaching, but mm-hmm. starting our first conversations about Nehemiah, mm-hmm. just just a couple of, a little bit of references there. I'm going to reference a few of the places that the Apostle Paul talks about this giving campaign that he traveled around mm. all over Macedonia and other places gathering funds. And I was, after listening to um. Oh, what's what's the N.T. Wright's book on Paul? Isn't mm-hmm. that the one I was reading or listening mm-hmm. to? N.T. Like Wright's? the autobiography that we don't know what happened to this money. Yeah. That I didn't I didn't realize that. Mm. You, you, it never tells us the final um, that he shows up in Jerusalem with this money no. from all these Greek Christians. It's because he was pocketing it, and that's it. Yeah, that's not not one of the theories. Mm. Oh, um, there is the theory that the Jerusalem saints rejected it. That is one of the theories because it was from Gentiles. Because it was from Gentiles, and which I can't tolerate like i just please let that not be the case please 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 let that that you would ne- no one would ever do that but that all these other people sacrificed for you having you spent 40 years in the church let me yep. tell you people can be just that petty yeah that's that is a sadly yeah it's almost like we need a savior mm-hmm. um what are the other theories or um, are there they built oh. a new uh temple <laughs> That's also not one of the things. A wall. Man, they built a wall. I just <laughs> strike it out. Over two. <laughs> Over two. Um, one is that they accepted it and used it to either defray. I mean, one, the, ch- the, the church in Jerusalem, I mean, this is the last decade or so before AD 70 when Jerusalem falls. Mm-hmm. And the church was already facing, though not much Roman, direct Roman persecution, they were already facing a lot of economic persecution, even in Rome, but mainly they were facing a lot of economic persecution in from the Jews in, in Jerusalem and in mm-hmm. Israel. Um, James had already been martyred. Um, Stephen had already been martyred. Like these were there were Christians already dying for the faith. And uh and but but as we've seen, typically economic 
persecution precedes any other any other type of persecution. Mm-hmm. And so chances are there were people not willing to do business with them, not willing to trade with them, not willing to sell them things, not willing to all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, there this was meant to be probably to help stave off things like starvation and mm-hmm. and to be able to survive as a new as a new community of believers that mm-hmm. were that were teaching something that was considered heresy by everybody around them. Mm-hmm. So Okay, anyway, cool. it was it was but again, so much so much of Paul's life to me is a mystery. But especially if it's after the book of Acts ends, you're kinda we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what happened with some mm-hmm. of those things. But I was I was just okay, heartbroken got another that, that was an option. Okay. Okay. So they raised so much money that became this huge treasure, but then because of persecution, the treasure gets hidden. Hidden. And this is the next national treasure, like <laughs> that's right. Movie. The TV show. They you find redeemed the, yourself, John. The, exactly. Wow. Christian. Right. That is a theory. That was who what the Templars found. Yeah, right. Was, exactly. was the early church treasure. Was the early church cash. treasure. Yep. Under a church in the United States. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. Somehow they transported it over here. Shh. Um, anyway, and put, man, and I am good. And put signs on the dollar bill. <laughs> anyway, yep. There you go. That's history. This 40 is new, has turned me into a, a movie-making machine over here. <laughs> Thoughts, Paul? I want to hear your thoughts. Colson just threw his quiet. Bible on the ground. <laughs> We're just saying, we've, we've just thrown every genre of podcast in one. <laughs> There's no murder mystery yet. Hold on. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. The <laughs> idea that it is silent. I, I think I've always historically gone with like the, it just went to the poor. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd assume that. That the church just went to the poor. And and whether, again, like you said, whether the poor, um, like included among the poor are of the church. Yeah. Members of the church. Yeah, or, right. Whether it was just again to sustain, yeah. that, that was all. Yeah, you know, always, always my understanding. It's just of fa- it. unfathomable to me there'd be anything else. Yeah, but yeah. it is not. It. I mean, N.T. Wright makes the case for. Yeah. He, again, I don't know what his opinion was, and I don't remember if he says what he thinks. But he he made a strong case for that they rejected. They rejected it. it. Hmm. That they rejected Paul and they rejected the money. And I just we don't want your like dirty oh my money. Gosh, I was just so heartbroken by even the thought of that. Yeah. Um, I just, but of course, I mean, like we say all the time, if you've if you've ever met any people, you know mm. that there it could whatever the ugliest option is, it's on it the could table. Be there, mm. yeah. true. Um, but this is a cool jumping into pledges. We're going to talk some about the idea of what a pledge is because I, again, I have to remember a lot of the people in our church are not they've they've not been at church much. Or in some cases, like hardly ever, they've even the ones that have are coming from de- denominations and even, um, I guess what we would call cults within the church. We've got several, you know, people who've come from the Mormon Church and whatever, and we've got others oh, who have definitely um, who have come from mainline denominations that treat fundraising and stuff very differently. Mm-hmm. Or we have people who come from, I mean, like I, I actually don't know for sure, but the the lead pastors uh, meeting that I do every quarter mm-hmm. that, that we host mm-hmm. and. Um, which is great, but it's fascinating to hear, even just with among Baptist churches and Methodist churches and and Church of Christ, like how differently they do stuff like this. Mm. Interesting. Um, I don't know if I even told you guys that the the two two meetings ago when we talked about budget, and it was everything from yeah, do we have these rigid percentages already in place, and that if if we raise the budget by a dollar, that dollar has to be divided percentage wise. This percentage payroll, this percentage whatever, this percentage, this percentage, and it's all already in place in their bylaws. 
And so if you no want to increase ministry goodness. by $10, this certain, you know, men's ministry by $10, you have to then cascade the entire budget so that it absorbs the right percentages. And I was like, wow. And then another one of the lead pa- lead pastor of church going, we don't do budgets. No. What's budget a, we, budget is we, what I spend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we have money, then we spend it and we, you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> Both, I mean, the extreme. And these are all evangelical-minded churches. Man, you start getting outside of that and the, you know, is, is it that the in the Roman Catholic Church, if they want to build a building, do they, you know, send a letter to Rome and ask for money, like to designate some of the money there and... We raise some here, and we get some from Rome, and we get some from the diocese, and we get some from, you know... Anyway, it's just intriguing how mm-hmm. different the the Bride of Christ can look mm. in the way we do things, but... Right. And so that's an even even more of a reason to unpack how we do it. That's right. Yeah. And so to talk about... And, and as an individual, there are churches that do pledges, and churches that don't, and churches that take out debt, and churches that don't, or there's all these different options. And, you know, our goal always here is to avoid debt... And that's what we have in the bylaws, that if we do decide we need to do debt for some reason, you have to bring it to the entire church body, defend it, and then have the church vote. Because it's not a small decision to go into debt. Um, this church paid off several million dollars in debt not long before I got here. So um, anyway, so looking at these, again, the unifying picture of Nehemiah that we're going to be looking at, the, the, the way they, you know, Paul went church to church gathering money from... Berea and Corinth and maybe Sparta, Philippi, Thessalonica, like just just intriguing, and then you know gathering that up and bragging on them all the way through it and asking mm-hmm. them to be plan. It's again even little thing, little details like, hey, make sure you're setting aside a little bit of money every Sunday so that when I show up, you're not scrambling to try to find some money. Like, go ahead and be gathering up a little bit. So it just very practical plans. I, I just. I just thought it was really cool, mm-hmm. once again, to dig into some of this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a David Jeremiah sermon about some of this, and he starts with the word economy, which I'm going to unpack a little bit, that economy, every community has an economy. What do we prioritize, and how do we make use of the resources we have to get to what we prioritize? That's just a great... Mm-hmm. Like that. That's a great reminder. Every community has an economy, mm-hmm. and it's not... Ugly or dirty or right. something. It's just it's like just, a it's foundational just understanding of it, yep. which I think is really practical. Yep. So and anyway, it's intriguing to engage in this conversation. It's a mystery to me. Um, I don't, th- John. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if I said this where you heard it, but at my house, I tell you what, what. Did we tell y'all what Ken Lackner said at the end of kind of the whole meeting about the last capital campaign in this one? I don't remember. Okay, so he pointed out that th- that we raised. Three and a half million dollars for the last campaign. Oh, we're going to have to double that, and that we're essentially doubling that. You said that in the um, uh, staff meeting. Staff meeting. Okay, and I was like, huh. but, but mention the part that was convicting. Well, then he said, so if, if you go, which is exactly what I had done. Yeah. Well, what did I do last time? I'll do that, that again, again. Yep. and that will get us halfway there. And so, oh my like, gosh! Oh wow! And and I was already wrestling through how am I going so, Steve, to? Steve, we might be. What's in that? a capital campaign for the rest of our existence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ouch. But I remember I was already thinking, I'm not sure financially right now how I'm going to afford what I gave last time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not um, 
because of changes at Alathea and all that kind of stuff, I don't have as much uh, available funds right. as I did when we did the, this one. And I was thinking, man, how am I going to figure that out? I was like, well, you know what? I'll just have to trust God, and He's going to provide that. And then thinking, no, you got to double. Oh, that. double that! <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I have no. Oh wow! So mm. you know, Ginger and I are still praying to to see what that is, and um, mm. you know what that. I don't know that it's going to be double that, but figuring out what is God calling us to, and then trusting that if He if if we step out in faith, it then becomes His job. And this is the way I was raised, and I love this. I step out in faith. I believe I'm hearing from him. I believe I have, I'm on the right page. It's now his job to provide that. Um, he can do that. And it doesn't mean I don't sacrifice because it may be hugely sacrificial, but it's his, he needs to, he's, he's going to provide that as he can. And, uh, and I grew up with stories about that that I loved. And so I'm, anyway, I, I, mm. I have the combination fear and trepidation and, mm. and also the, the like Steve said, it's the the unity that in camaraderie engagement this can mean. You should give a thousand dollars for every year that you've been married. That wouldn't do it. <laughs> mm. You should mm. give two thousand dollars for every year that you've been married. <laughs> Let's keep talking about this. <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what that's how they helped pay off the debt. You Sorry, probably haven't yeah. heard that, but the interim pastor at the time, uh What's it? Paul Powell. Paul Powell. Paul. I was like Paige Patterson. Nope, wrong, wrong <laughs> no, guy. No uh, Paul Powell. No. Different, different piece. Um, the um, he's he had the church do that. And what's cool is he did it. Himself. He did it himself. And as he had been married interim. forty. Yeah, as the yeah. interim pastor, he'd probably been married forty something years at that time, and yanked out a checkbook for forty something grand and paid that. And just it just a uh, and challenged the church to do that every as year. You've been interim. Married. Like I can't get over that. Yeah, like that. You're not. Hmm. It's just, he was very devoted to First Baptist and the ministry of First Baptist, and had been because he was one of the original pastors of First Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not original, not original, not eighteen forties. <laughs> Sorry, oh, lived a long time, but <laughs> not that long. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he found the fountain of youth, the spring of youth. That's right. Good. Well, that's exciting. It's going to be fun to get in this together. I hope pe- anyone who's listening, I hope you are able to come to any one of the informational meetings or whatever, and then we'll be talking about it in the sermons too. So anyway, and then hopefully First Samuel in March. Be encouraged. Yes, yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> the kid's screaming in the yeah, hallway. Even better.